Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is August 30th, and this is Cubs Pod. I'm your host, Michael Cotton, bringing you your daily dose of digestible Cubs content. A Bleacher Bunch production for the Fans First Sports Network. The Cubs completely choked away an opportunity on Monday night. And Tuesday, they were determined not to make the same mistake. But they did anyway, and it just happened to work out. Now, there is no scientific proof that just the lineup can make a difference. But this lineup for Tuesday night's game had Talkman and Morell in it. Neither one of those guys is hitting particularly well right now. But when the Cubs are trying to win... They seem to be part of that magic it factor. They play Cubs win. And in this game, the Cubs won one to nothing. No thanks to Talkman or Morell, other than the fact that when they're in the lineup, it seems to work out better for the Cubs. The summer of Mike Talkman may be over, but let's not forget it's Chicago and cuffing season is on the way. And you may just want to pick up your good old Mike Talkman and just hang on to that for the rest of the ride. But outside of noting that those two guys were in the lineup, each did have a hit in this game that didn't really mean anything. Because despite it being the winning type of lineup, the lineup didn't do anything. It was a good old-fashioned pitcher's duel. Justin Steele against Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns went seven innings, gave up eight hits, one earned run, two walks, and struck out seven, and got the loss. That is a tough loss for anybody, but I love it even more so because it was the Brewers and Corbin Burns. The only other pitcher the Brewers sent out there last night was Lil Abner Uribe. He took one inning, had one strikeout, and the rest of the stats were zeros. On the Cubs' side, we get Justin Steele, the man of steel himself, with a stellar 2.69, nice, ERA. 
the ace of this Cubs staff went out there and gave up six hits, no earned runs. He only walked one, but he did strike out eight. Yeah, he blinked these Brewers, who apparently are not that good unless Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson are making errors in the field to allow them to score runs. But like I said, he only got through six innings. And then uh, Al Leiter Jr. came in and he got through his inning with no stats other than one strikeout. Merriweather did the same, but he gave up one hit. He had one strikeout, but nothing given up. And then Adbert Alzali came out for his 22nd save of the season and did an inning. Gave up nothing, got one strikeout. The only danger the Cubs truly got into with their pitching uh, last night was in the second inning when Justin Steele got hit by a comebacker off of the bat of Candelario. It was a 102-mile-per-hour smoker that hit him right in the thigh just above the knee. It looked like he might be okay for the first few seconds, and then it looked like it was locking up on him. He was struggling out there. He was walking around the mound, kind of flexing things. Uh, But, hey, he's the man of steel. He stayed in there. Pitched right through it, rubbed a little dirt on it, whatever you want to say, but he stayed in there and continued to dominate this Brewers lineup. But if we need to get into the offense of this game, let's do it. It's going to be a short one. Justin Steele looked a little bit shaky maybe in the first inning. He walked Yelich. Mark Canha got a single. And then uh, there was a wild pitch by Justin Steele. The wild pitch allowed the runners to advance, which was no good. But then Willie Adames lined out. And then Andrew Monasterio struck out. And there was no issues. Nobody scored. Then the Cubs got their chance against Corbin Burns. And it's hard to say that they even took advantage of him in that first inning because really they didn't. They just kind of manufactured a run. It's just that that was the only run that would ever be scored in this game. Nico Horner got hit by a pitch to put the first runner on after Talkman had already struck out, grounded out, sorry. And then uh, Ian Happ doubled. And that moved Nico Horner to third. And now there was two guys in scoring position with Cody Bellinger up to bat. That's always a good thing. You know, you really hope that he's going to get a hit and score both of those runs. He did not. Uh, He put the ball on the ground over to Bryce Terang at second base, who threw Bellinger out over at first. But while they were doing all of that, Nico Horner ran home. It was not pretty, really, but it got the job done. Then Dansby Swanson grounded out, and that was the end of the inning. And to the surprise of everyone, it was the end of the scoring completely in this game. Neither team would score again. In the second, Steele struck out Joey Weimer, and then I already told you about how he got hit by a comebacker from Victor Caratini. That was ruled a hit, of course. And then uh, after the injury delay, once he got back into it, he gave up a single to Bryce Terang. But then they got the double play from Tyrone Taylor, and that gets him out of the inning. In the Cubs' second, Seiya walked 
Jamer Candelario struck out, Morrell struck out, and Jan Gomes grounded out. In the third inning, Steele gave up, uh, well, actually, Steele got a line out from Christian Yelich, and then he gave up two singles again in this inning. They got two singles off of him, but then he strikes out the next two batters, and every brewer has to just go back and sit down without ever going home. Cubs down in order in the third. The Brewers down in order in the fourth. The Cubs not down in order. Line out from Bellinger, single by Swanson, but then a double play by Suzuki, and only three Cubs got to bat in that inning. In the fifth, uh, Tyrone Taylor hit a long one, but you know what I always like to say. Warning track power gets you warning track outs. And Ian Happ went all the way back to the Ivy, made a little leap, and caught the ball, taking away what would have probably been a double. Then Christian Yelich strikes out, William Contreras grounds out, and they are out of the inning in order. In the bottom of the fifth, the Cubs did get a little bit going. Jamer Candelario grounded out to start the inning, but Morell singled, Gomes singled, Mike Talkman walked. That is what we call a loaded bases situation. And unfortunately, the Cubs did nothing with it because Nico Horner lined out to third base. And then because it was so quick... Morell was caught off of the base, and Andrew Monasterio was able to run over, tag the base, and record the unassisted double play at third. In the sixth, uh, Mark Canna grounded out, Willie Adamas struck out, Andrew Monasterio got a single, but then Joey Weimer struck out, and that was the end of the inning. Ian Happ got a single to lead off the sixth, but then Cody Bellinger grounded into a force out, Bryce Terang made a diving stop over at second base and was able to throw out Ian Happ before he got to second, but they had no chance for the double play. So they got the out, and Bellinger just basically switched places with Happ. Dansby Swanson singled, and it moved Bellinger over to second, but then Seiya Suzuki and Jamer Candelario both struck out, and they all had to go back to the dugout. Mark Leiter Jr. comes in in the seventh inning and immediately takes the Brewers down. One, two, three, strike out, fly out, pop out, go sit down. They sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game over there at Wrigley Field, and when they were done, somebody yelled, let's get some runs, and the Cubs tried to do that. Christopher Morrell struck out, but Jan Gomes singled, and then Mike Talkman singled and moved Jan Gomes to second. Unfortunately, Nico Horner popped out to first base, and then Ian Happ struck out, and they did not do the very final part, which is, let's get some more runs. They just went out to the ballgame. Julian Merriweather got the call for the eighth. Christian Yelich singled on a bunt. Yes, a bunt, because that's where we were in this game. It was the eighth inning. It was one nothing Cubs. Nobody could really do anything, and we're into the uh, situation where Christian Yelich is bunting. But hey, nobody saw it coming. It worked out for him. Unfortunately, it did not work out for the Brewers for the rest of the inning. William Contreras uh, flew out to center field, and then Christian Yelich, again, I guess he felt like he was fast because he got a bunt single. 
and he tried to steal second base, and Jan Gomes nailed him. Merriweather strikes out Mark Canha, and despite the leadoff single, only three Brewers make it to the plate in the inning. Uh, bottom of the eighth, Abner Uribe shows up to replace Corbin Burns. Uh, Corbin Burns, I think, had 108 pitches or something. It made sense that he was gone. Uh, and Abner Uribe got Bellinger to ground out, Swanson to fly out, and Seiya Suzuki to strike out one, two, three. And now here we are. We're in the bottom of the ninth. And, of course, we're bringing out Adbert Alzali. He is the closer. Everyone was chewing Tums like they were Skittles because the Cubs only had a one-run lead, and we really wanted Adbert Alzali to keep the Brewers off the board so that we didn't have to come back out for the bottom of the ninth. It's all we needed. Just please, Alzali, get us through the inning. And he did. Willie Adames flew out to Mike Talkman, one out. Craig Council goes to his bench, brings up Sal Freelick to pinch hit for Andrew Monasterio. Sal Freelick strikes out. That's two outs. Craig Council goes to his bench again. He brings up pinch hitter Rowdy Telez instead of Joey Weimer. And Rowdy Telez lines out to Ian Happ. And they fly the W at Wrigley. Another save for Adbert Alzali. Oh, man. Talk about a stressful freaking game. One to nothing in that first run was scored in the first inning on a ground out. Good Lord. But after the massive choke job from the night before, it's good to even get this one run win. At least we're not the Brewers, and we just lost one run in that way, right? But the Cubs keep the option for Meatloaf on the table. It is still possible for them to get within three games of the Brewers if they can win today. Let's see what the matchups look like. This game will get going at 1.20 Chicago Standard Time. It will be a beautiful 75 to 76 degrees sunny at Wrigley Field. I am going to be there in Blake Beard's seats. If you're looking for good seats, hit up Blake Beard. He's selling them. He's at the Blake Beard on Twitter. Just tell him you're looking for two tickets that are really good to watch the Cubs, and he will have them for you. Blake Beard is a proud supporter of Sunranto Show, and we are proud to advertise his tickets whenever we get a chance, or, as in my case, purchase those tickets so that I can go to a game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Anyway, back to the pitching matchups. Uh, the Brewers are putting out Brandon Woodruff with his 2.65 ERA. That sounds amazing, but here's the deal. 
Woodruff is really good pitching, but he hasn't pitched that much this year. The Cubs saw him back on April 1st. You remember in the very first series of the season, and uh, they scored one run on a homer from Ian Happ that would turn out to be the only run the Cubs scored in that game as well. The Cubs lost that game 3-1. to Unfortunately, didn't work out the same way it did last night. Well, he made one more start against St. Louis, and then he sat. He went on the IL for like three, four months, three months, let's see, May, June, July, yeah, three months, uh, well, and most of April, so that's four months. It doesn't matter. He didn't make another start until August 6th, and then that was against Pittsburgh, and then he made his start against the White Sox, and then he did go up against Texas, which is a good team. But then he faced off against San Diego, who does not have a very good offense. So he's really only had these four starts, and he's only been up against one real good team. So despite the 2.65 ERA, I think the Cubs can get to him. At least I hope the Cubs can get to him, because I want to see the Cubs pound the ball against Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff must be from Cincinnati or Pittsburgh or something because Ian Happ has three home runs against him. Of course, he's also got 32 at-bats against Woodruff, and he's only hitting 219. So that's, you know, kind of give some, take some, I guess. Seiya Suzuki has a homer in six at-bats. He's hitting 833 in six at-bats. Dansby Swanson has a 455 average in 11 at bats he's got one home run as well 286 for bellinger and then it really gets pretty bad a lot of zeros a lot of uh sub 200s horner is hitting 0.063 in 16 at bats against woodruff so maybe today is the day you give horner off don't let him go up there against woodruff Madrigal could play second base. He's hitting 200 against Woodruff in 10 at-bats. That's really only two hits, but it's better than .063. Rolling out there for the Cubs is going to be Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks is a 3.80 ERA, and he does very well against these Brewers. The only Brewers that have a good batting average against him, and by good, I mean... 250 or better is Santana who has two hits Taylor who has one hit it's just that they've only seen him eight and four times respectively and that's a 250 batting average Terang has only seen him twice and he's got one hit that's a 500 batting average and Victor Caratini has three at bats he has one hit that hit happened to be a home run so that's not good but it is still only one hit. Uh, the guys who have seen him a lot, Adamas is hitting 125 in 16 at-bats. Anderson is hitting uh, 200 in 10 at-bats. Rowdy Telez is hitting 231 in 13 at-bats. He does have a home run against Hendricks. And then there's Yelich, who has seen Hendricks 47 times. Probably more than that. In fact, I can almost guarantee more than that. It's 47 at-bats. That doesn't count any of the walks. Yelich has two home runs and is hitting 234. 
But that is going to be it. I am safe at home, but I'm headed for Wrigley. I will be at the game today. If you are around, I will be at Blake Beard's tickets over there on the uh, third base side, I guess. So uh, come and hit me up if you see me. But that's it for now. Spagog!